Bloods of you worldwide on the Shoutcast Shout Out Loud. Across that, uh, well, Rhino Radio Media page to get you out there to Amazon Prime, iHeart, and all of that. We're also across the Navajo Nation, New Mexico, Arizona, and, of course, the Navajo Nation. We're across the Bethel Earth Rock Radio, British Columbia, Isles of Canada, A, and finally, uh, the Jordan Communications and Family Radio Station, East Alabama, West Jordan, including right here at the heartbeat of Atlanta, 99.1 FM, WQEE, the key home of Southern Sports and Inspirational Talk. We're going to get inspired with you this morning because we're crowning a king. Yes, right. Stay with us. That's coming up next on this edition of your favorite radio show. And to all my haters, I got this to say to you. I am the man around here, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show our guest this morning, returning for a special, special show this morning. He is the official king of heavy metal, uh, part of the wonderful site, TheMetalGen.com, which is bringing metal to the masses, and everybody else is copycatting and on the back of this man. Please welcome my friend, we're going to call him King Randy Rocket. Cody, what's up, Randy? <laughs> hey, man, how's it going? Thank you. I love the sound of that. <laughs> well, we're crowning you king officially this morning, my brother, and and that's what we are going to be doing. We're going to talk about TheMetalDen.com, some of the things that's been going on uh, the last couple of months. I've always known that you've been very influential in the world of heavy metal and all of that. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. Plus, we're going to get into Mick Mars' new album. But uh, I really want to get into this a little bit. Before we get into all that, how was your Thanksgiving? How was your Halloween? And all that good stuff. Well, I didn't get arrested. <laughs> well, then that was good, right? Yeah, so we made it out of, the, out of the woods on that. So, yeah, I didn't get arrested. Um, it was it was good. You know, it was... Uh, Probably a little darker than normal for me, but uh, I, I've been trying to kind of uh, lay low. I was really trying to lay low here and kind of take a hiatus um, uh, for the rest of the year. And uh, my dog got sick and ultimately passed away here the day before Thanksgiving. Um, rest in peace, Ginger. She was 14 years old, so she had a nice full life. Uh, but things just went off. Uh, on the TMD Facebook like uh, never before, and uh, I did 30 million impressions over, uh, was it uh, August, August, September, and October months. Uh, I did it over uh, 30 million impressions. So, Wow. That's organic. Uh, well, no, no paid advertising. That's just putting it up. And I've only got like 6,000 followers there on the – I don't even really use – I've been suspended so many times on this Facebook, ladies and gentlemen. Right. I can't even remember how many. I, I can't even tell you how many times I've actually used it until recently. And that's because, like I said, when I started using it again, after that, they let me out of suspension. The last time they let me out of suspension was when uh, Mick, the, the day that I announced that Mick Mars was out of Motley Crue. I had just gotten out of month-long suspension, not allowed to post or do anything on Facebook. And the first day I get out... I put that story about uh, about Mick out, man. That was rock and roll right there. That's rock and roll, ladies and gentlemen. Um, because, look, I'm right about everything. I told you all everything from the start. 
point by point exactly what was going to happen, why it was going to happen, and that's exactly what went down. And uh, everybody thinks I work for Mick Mars, but that's just not the case. I mean, that's just how good I am. Um, you know, I, I really am that good. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm that, I have that much passion for the work that I do. Uh, I've been in this game in the heavy metal industry for a long time. And uh, I mean a long time, as long as Motley Crue. And so, yeah, you know, I, I came up from the, the same area of Los Angeles as they did. I know a lot of the same people. The Metal Den has been going now for, it'll be 19 years I've been going, uh, coming up in February. So this isn't some new kid on the block. You know what I mean? I, I've been doing this a long time, and that's why I'm the best, because I know what I'm talking about. All these other cartoon, you know, wannabe heavy metal sites are just right. so far behind what I'm doing. And have been, it's well, been like this. Huh? You know what it is? You know what it is? It's because they hire different people over. They get so many different people that want to be journalists or metal journalists. They grew up listening to these bands and stuff. And just like you pointed out, you were in the same area with Motley Crue. You saw them when they were nothing, when they were just putting on the makeup before Shout at the Devil and trying to get out there on the strip. You were running around with all these different bands back then uh, when you started the MetalDen.com. So you, you've been around them, so you know these guys personally, where these people were just like, had pictures of them on their wall going, one day these days I'm going to meet Nick Mars. And you're like, so whatever, I've met him millions of times. Well, yeah, I, you know the thing. The thing of it is, is that everybody tries to say that I that I'm employed by Mick. I mean that because I have all the answers, that, that that's got to be the case. Um, right. And and I get it. I understand that. Um, I am being paid. I'm being paid by Meta. That's who's paying me, not Mick Mars. And so yes, right. I'm making I'm making some change. Let me put it that to, to y'all that way, okay? Because I'm good. I'm just good. That's just the facts. And when you're I'm proud. when you're that good. When you're that right all the time in a high-stakes situation, just like when you're playing poker, the World Series of Poker, well, you're meeting the champ of the World Series of, of heavy metal. That's that's who I am, okay? And so <laughs> that's just the facts. And so I'm glad that I was able to, and I was glad that Facebook allowed me for these months to show everybody what time it is, okay? Because I am the best in the world. I told everybody from the start, like Muhammad Ali did. I am the best. I am the greatest. And so I am so proud that that has been achieved in front of the whole world because uh, I, I smoked everybody. And I smoked them bad. Yeah, I know, brother. And, you know, I'm so proud for you. And uh, we know that all this success is coming to you because you, you've been what they call grinding at this for years. You know these people. You, you've seen things. You have insight. And that is what a real news site does and then a heavy metal news site. And like I, like I say, you, you report on the classic metal bands and cl classic rock bands all the way up to the newer bands and everything. And before we get you out of here, I do want to find out some things going on with some of the newer bands that you're, you are working with and everything. Sure. But let's talk a little bit more about uh, team, hashtag team Mick. Uh, we've talked about how many of those articles actually were out and what happened with uh, with uh, with them on Facebook and it's redirecting back to the metalden.com itself. Let's talk a little bit more about what else can you tell us about uh, the forthcoming debut solo album by our man Mick Mars. I'm taking Mick, by the way, just let you know. Well, uh, a lot of people don't realize there is a second singer on the album. 
and his name is Brian Gamboa. That's B-R-I-O-N, Gamboa. Uh, you can actually, oddly enough, for the promo for this show that we're doing right now, the flyer that I put up on TMB Facebook, uh, you can check out right now. Uh, Brian left a comment saying congratulations. Yes, last night. So right. pretty, pretty cool. Um, when you've got the top people, when you've got the people in the industry, none of these other heavy metal sites have this. I had the, the Todd from uh, Queensryche leaving a comment the other day on the TV right. page. You don't see big name people in the, doing that on other Facebook pages and interacting with the fans and stuff right there on, on the TV. It's a beautiful thing. And that's because that's because everybody knows what time it is. TheMetalDan.com is the king of heavy metal news. And that's why I wanted to come on here. I wasn't, I was, I'm on hiatus from doing my podcast. I'm not doing any more interviews for the rest of the year. I'm not, uh, wasn't really interested in doing any more radio at this moment. Um, but I want, if anybody else can come back to and, and celebrate this achievement with, it was going to be with you, brother, because you've had my back and we've done some great work together these past, uh, it's going to be five years coming up that we've been doing this. And uh, I just want to say thank, thank you for having my back and um, giving me the platform here on the radio uh, to, to do my thing. And because it's been, it's, it's been invaluable. I mean, I know a lot of people are listening and, um, and, and you've been a real big help in getting the word out. Okay. Well, it definitely is, and I appreciate that too, brother. I appreciate you saying that. I don't, I don't get really many pats on the back when, when uh, people uh, say, "Hey, Liz, thank you for working together and, and all this kind of stuff, and allowing me to be on the platform." I don't get much of that. I mean, from my, from some of my guests, I do and everything. But when you, when you do this for a while, it's a real achievement, and I, it makes me feel good that you're coming back and doing this with me and letting everybody know and. And everything because it, it, it makes me feel good to be a part of, of, of the success of someone that deserves it rather than someone who's just going to take it and not do anything with it. Because we, I know with your success and how long you've been doing this and, and how, how important this is, this is not just uh, something you do just for the heck of it. This is your life. This is something Thank you. you're yes. right. This is my livelihood. This is, this is how I feed my family. This is how I support yeah. my family. This is how I pay the rent. If you, if you will. Um, so I, I am the, the main provider for my family and, and I throw it down with heavy metal. And that's just, that's just the way I do things. Um, and I've been doing it that way for, for nearly 20 years and doing a good job of it. And so thankfully I've still got bands. You talked about, I've got bands signing up with me still on the team D promotions roster, uh, bands that I work with that are unsigned. They're trying to get to the sign status so they'll come aboard TMB and they'll get some uh, press releases, you know, out there. We'll promote singles. We'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get out the information about their new album releases, and then we'll do interviews, and then I eventually do an album review. So I, I have services, publicist services that I do with bands, and so that's why people are so suspicious about me working for Mick because I am a publicist, and I'm pretty much the highest level one there is out there, and I do get paid well for it. But I'm telling everybody right now, I do not work. I am not employed by Mick Mars. So I just want that to be understood because that's just how good I am. People are going to say that, you know, that's an easy thing to do, right? 
when when the kid comes up and hits home runs off the off the scoreboard left and right. You know what I mean? Like I'm that uh, uh, the dude for the Texas Rangers, Garcia. Uh, thank you. We took the crown on that too in baseball. Uh, but I will say this: that that is the highest compliment I can get besides people stealing my content, literally just blatantly putting it on their site and literally stealing my headlines. And, and without giving Team B credit, my wife goes, "Does that drive you crazy?" I said, "No, it doesn't drive me crazy, because that is the highest compliment. Is when someone does something like that. That means you put such an an impression on this world, on on, on this industry, that they feel they have to do that. And so that, along with the fact that, uh, going back to the Tommy Lee story, where everybody stole my Tommy Lee story and put it up, and I showed you all that I time stamped it, that mine was about seven, nine days before everybody else came out with it. So I proved again that everybody stole my story. Sites like Rockfeed, Planet Radio UK, all these guys used to say that I was the big troublemaker of the industry are now stealing the content. They're stealing the content from TMD site just to stay relevant. Yeah, I know, right? They're like, here's the troublemaker, but we're going we're gonna to take his story and rebrand him as ours. Exactly. And that's, to me, that's just the highest compliment. So that's happened a lot. So when people have to realize these numbers I'm telling you on TMB Facebook, that's just TMB Facebook page. I have pages and websites and radio station sites all across the world that publish TMB News all the time. You guys saw the, the Zach Wild story back in May. That got published all over the place. I counted several million in uh, distribution that that hit, people that hit. So just on that one thing. The Tommy Lee one, I, I tracked down over 11 million people that one hit. Just one story. So, I mean, I did 11 million impressions just here this past uh, in September. So for one article, the Tommy Lee article, do that much as one. It tells you what kind of pop, you know, these things can have. And so um, I'm just very proud because the, everybody knows what time it is. And that's all that matters to me. I wanted that to be understood. I wanted it to be done on the Facebook because that's where everybody hangs out. It's a little click. It's the place where everybody likes to hang out. I could care less about being on Facebook. I don't need to be on there. My stuff gets published. I don't. My stuff gets published by all these sites. Anyways, they have their own Facebooks, right? They put the stories out on their Facebook. Okay? All I'm doing is a victory lap, everybody. I, I'm, that's an honest to God truth. That's the only reason I even hung out this long with the, the Facebook app. They treated me like, you know, like I was the, 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 the bad stepchild or something for so many years. Um, once they took once they took the braces off of me or, or what, and I was allowed to run around the yard, I told you I was going to take it to school. That's exactly what I did, and that's what I'm. That's what I've always done for for all the past 19 years. I've done the metal band. I'll tell you what we we've done a lot of stuff, especially Molly Crew has been the biggest story since uh, day one when it started. Uh, they're they're back together after they said we, we we never get back together back together here in Atlanta the first show that we saw were where Vince wasn't uh, singing all the way up to the to the you know to his tea and then Tommy can only play a couple of songs because Tommy and him got into it backstage which everybody thought oh that didn't happen and all that good stuff so it, you know it's been it's been a while since this has started and we're going to talk about Mick Mars launching a lawsuit against the crew here in just a few moments as we're going to get ready to take our first break of this period. Guys, we got King, I'm going to call him King Randy Rocket Cody of the TheMetalFan.com. It is the 
more with Randy, and we're going to get ready about what's coming up for him for the remainder of the year and where you can go and go and check out all these wonderful new stories. Go to TheMetalDen.com right now, guys, and subscribe. It is a real metal news site, and I'm telling you right now because, hey, I don't, I don't subscribe to anybody else. This is the place you got to be. Guys, we'll be back here in a moment with our good friend Randy Rocket Cody right after this. All right, we're at, we're at a break, brother. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. Yes, it was. Took it to him, bro. Took it to him. It's awesome. I'm like Michael Jordan at this point, bro. I'm just shooting. I mean, I could shoot from any point on the court and hit that fucker right through the fucking mat, dude. You know what else is cool, man? How we're connected, how we're connected to, brother. This is, this is kind of cool. Uh, a guy that we got was a closing pitcher. For the Texas Rangers this year, it's, a, it's from right here at Newton where I'm at. Oh, no shit? Yeah. Oh, that, that, oh okay. Uh, I can't pronounce his fucking name. Will Smith. Yeah. Yes, Will Smith is from right here at Newton. He went to oh, North Will Carolina. Smith. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, that was really awesome uh, to finally win that World Series after we lost back-to-back in 2010-2011, dude. Well, he's a good luck charm, man. He's been on three teams that won the World Series. And uh, and none of them were the Braves. He, he was the Braves with the Braves a year And that's a trip to think that the Braves didn't get there, yeah, because they had such a great team and had that uh, Ron Lacuna had such a phenomenal season, man. Wow. Yeah. But I'm telling you, man, he's from this area. It was so cool because when they won and he was, his pitcher was in there and being the guy, I was like, Man, you know. It's a big deal. Did. It's a big deal, man. It's a big deal. This yeah, actually, it was. That was a historic World Series. It was. First time in history for the Rangers, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I'm glad we had two different teams in the World Series this year instead of the same old, same old, same old, same old. Yeah, it was, uh, it was good. It was good. I mean, the, the D-backs, you know. Right, they did a good job, but you just when you can't. I mean, when you they had what's his name Garcia, Adolis Garcia. He, he, I mean, he he had like one of the greatest World Series of all times. Like he hit more home runs than I've ever seen somebody hit. And then he went out with the injury, and then uh, Corey Seager's just a beast, and he could just step up. And he now he came from Los Angeles from the Dodgers, and so I knew when they got him. I knew when they got Seager and uh, Bochi. That it was pretty much over. Now we had Jake uh, Jacob Degrom too. They announced right. So I was like, oh, that's over. But Jacob got hurt early in the season. So I was like, eh, that's not a good sign. So we, you know, because pitching is so important. But they they still the pitching got Nathan Evaldi uh, was just a masterful, and um, so many other so many the whole team. That's when you have a great World Series team, you can talk about the whole team. Like how you saw about Will Smith. You can do right. that with a great World Series team. You can talk about every single player. No player is bigger than the other. Uh, everyone has done something that was critical during that World Series to, to get the victory. And so that's just the mark of a great team. And that's what you get with those Texas Rangers. That's a great team from top to bottom. And they know how to play baseball. And that's because Bruce Bochy knows how to, he knows how to coach and manage baseball better than anybody, in my opinion. That's what it all comes down to is management. If you don't know how to manage things, that comes all right, down to. Really, you know, all right.
My theme song I'm running for you right now is Triple H's King of Kings song by Motorhead. Oh, hell yeah. Get your song. I got that. That's our lead-in song back now. Here we go. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. And let me would say, bow down. Bow down to the king. The king of kings. Please welcome back the king of heavy metal himself, Randy Rocket Cody from the MetalDen.com. Randy, I'm playing that little theme song for you there this morning, my brother. That's your theme song. Oh, well, I'm very flattered and uh, very humble. Thank you very much. You're welcome, my friend. I'm so proud for you. So let's get into it. Let's get into some of the news stories. Here's one of the news stories, many news stories that's helping you get those impressions and continue to have people know, hey, this guy knows what he's talking about. Let's talk a little bit more about the lawsuit that Mick has against the crew right now. Where are things exactly with the court battle today? Well, uh, that's, um, you know, as everybody knows, that's really been hard to get information on. Uh, any If you go to any of the other news outlets, nobody has anything on it. And if they do, they've, they've just pulled it from the metal van. Now, right. the the leaked court documents that uh, I have not seen myself, but I have been made privy to, and I have been given uh, excerpts of what's contained therein. Uh, people need to understand, as I've explained in every article I put out, that these these statements, these are witness statements, like you would do in any right, right? in any court case. You gather these witness statements, like in, in the, when you're do, doing the, uh, the evidence uh, period of ga- gathering evidence. So they get these witness statements. There's statements. This is the rock and roll business. They've got statements from all sorts of people in there. Okay, they've got people, groupies, women who've said saying things about whoever in the band. Uh, See, look, here's the bottom line. Mick is being painted as the troublemaker. That's what that's what Nikki Six is trying to do here. He's trying to make Mick the scapegoat for why things went so wrong with that stadium tour. Now everybody can say, well, Stadium Tour made a ton of money. Yeah, it made a lot of money. They conned a lot of money. They conned a lot of people out of their money. Um, Def Leppard saved that. First of all, because they're not running around trying to show their, pe- their, their penis off to everybody. They were respectful. We're going to come out here. We're going to you know, play with our shirts on, play with our shoes on. <laughs> kind of a rock band, and people can respect that. Plus, they just released a new album. Nobody right. cares about Motley Crue. Motley Crue hasn't released an album in 15 years. No. So that's where the problem, there, there, therein lies the real problem that I have gotten to, the root of the problem, as far as I understand it, what I'm understanding is why Mick is under attack, is because Mick has this solo album. And y'all heard the first song, it kicks butt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it does. It sounds good. And i tell you what, uh, Mick is the only member of the band that actually knows how to play his instrument because you've proven the fact that Mick is the only one that plays his, knows how to play his instrument. You call Tommy Lee fake drumming. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know Vince has lost his voice, and well, he reported that Nicky Six likes to stand around with his bass and dance with it. So uh, Mick is the only one that actually played in the band. So without Mick Morris, they really don't. It's really not Motley Crue. Well, that's the whole that there that that's the contention that he has against the band is that they're trying to say that he doesn't have any any stake anymore. They're trying to reduce uh, him from his share of 25% to 5% for literally to just try and rip him off 
of his prophets uh, for what? Because he's forgetful on stage? He's 72 years of age. And so, uh, or that he's not contributed. Well, you haven't, how can anybody contribute to an album when you haven't put out an album in 15 years, Nikki? So you're, you're putting all this stuff with 6 a.m. You're not doing anything with Motley Crue. Mick Mars, right. Mick Mars named Motley Crue. Yeah. Mick Mars got the first financial backing, the first producer to yeah. work with them, Michael Wagner. Now, that's who's actually working on that on his solo album, producing it. Michael's producing it. Chris Collier is playing the bass, and he's mixing, mastering it. Paul Taylor's on the keys. You've got um, this, uh, this uh, what, Ray Luzier from Corn, uh, right? And then you've got uh, you've got this kid who's singing. Who he was the singer, uh, the main singer. Now there's he he sings on all the songs except for the two that Brian Gamboa uh, sings on. And so um, you basically uh, he, you know him from uh, he was with um, Adler Band. I know him. I know him. Jacob Jacob Button is his name. Uh, he's everybody's gone crazy for him. And so the, the reaction's been wild. Uh, again, like I said, nobody really knows about the Brian Gamboa guy, so I've been trying to point that out, that there is another singer on the album. Um, they just people went crazy. I mean, they, on, the, on the post I put about Jacob uh, being the singer on the album, uh, that got 13,000 likes. Um, so, I mean, the people are going crazy for it. Uh, you know, they really... Uh, Love the what they heard on the first single. That's what's pissing off Nikki Six to no end. Okay, now Nikki think they think that I work for McMars because I'm always right. I always have the the news tips and <clears throat> and and all of this stuff. And I caught everybody faking it and stuff. And how did I have that? How did I have that knowledge and how did I get the tips and all that? Um. Uh, th that's why I'm being accused of working for Mick Mars. But the bottom line is this, is that Nikki's pissed off because Mick is released. He's getting the attention now away from Motley Crue. They would not allow Mick to uh, to play on the last several Crue albums. They He would pr propose stuff, and then they would toy around with him, and then they would get somebody else's guitar uh, riff in there, um, namely DJ Ashba. So this has been going on for years. Um, he's very unhappy. He said it himself with, uh, you know, everybody says, uh, you know, rock it. Oh, you're making a big deal about how, how bad those shows were uh, last year. Listen, I'm not the only one. Mick is saying it himself. Those were the worst 36 concerts with Motley Crue that he's ever performed. Yeah. And so, and that's because, uh, th this is the bottom line from what I'm understanding. <clears throat> Vince Neil was in no shape to be out those shows. He was the one that had the lip sync, and it was I would I exposed I had written an article last March uh, uh, of of last year. Yeah. Okay, not this past March, but okay, March before that, and I'm telling you, I I said that Vince is going to lip sync all these songs because he's not going to be able to handle the brutality of the uh, critics who are going to rain down on him uh, and for his horrible. You know, he didn't he didn't take the time. He may have done some things to try and lose some weight, but uh, he's gained it back. That's that's definitely been seen by fans. They can see that now that he's gotten heavier again. 
And he did not take any vocal. Uh, he did not have a vocal expert or any kind of vocal coach or anybody working with him. So his voice is just even degraded more. Uh, he will be performing a show coming up on the 30th tomorrow in uh, Winter Haven, California, with the one and only himself, Mr. Steven Adler. So we don't know what, what's going to happen out that show, uh, what kind of mayhem is going to break out there. We know the last show that Vince did that there was a, um, a, a shooting that had taken place. Folks believe there was, that that was a stage by Neil himself because as his way to uh, – um, to kind of hit back everybody making fun of his his weight and his and his vocal issues and and so that he's now toying with the fans and so it'll just be interesting to see what happens. I mean, the guy's fallen off the stage. He's forgotten how to sing. He's literally walked off the stage while singing a Motley Crue song during a solo gig. So we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, Nikki does not want him singing Motley Crue songs. Okay, that's been put out there. So. There's all sorts of stuff going on behind the scenes that, again, as I told everybody going back two, three years ago, ladies and gentlemen, there's problems in, in the Motley Crue camp. I was right all along. There's still problems. They still Their main problem is Vince Neal because Vince is not getting cleaned up. Tommy got cleaned up. Uh, a lot of people think that this whole thing was self-sabotage, meaning and that's what Mick is contending as well in his lawsuit, that the band was trying to ruin his legacy by, by okay, you understand? By putting on such a horrible show and making him look to be the fall guy, then they could strip him of his profits and lap all the way to the bank and, um, and, and do that to him for making a bigger deal out of his solo album than he really needed to. Um, which is, again, the guy named the band. He's the one who wrote the, and played the most important guitar riffs and solos. They're the most right. memorable. Uh, he's the one who came up with the theatrics. He's the one who came up with his band, uh, uh, White Horse, before the uh, Motley Crue. They had done that thing with the upside-down uh, drumming, uh, the drum kit. So, I mean, all sorts of things that they ripped off from, from having their having a veteran guy who'd been around for 10 years already. These guys were just goofballs coming out of high school. And, um, you know what I mean? Tommy was like 16, 17. And so Mick had already been playing for about a decade uh, in different bands. And so he was very experienced. And so he brought that experience. Had they not had Mick Mars to first off name the band, you know what? You all want to know what, what they wanted to name? I'm going to get this. This is the most hilarious thing of all times. This is funnier than the fact that I've caught these guys uh, with Mick confirming it all that they're, they're uh, fake playing on stage. But this is what they wanted to name. This is what Nikki Six wanted to name Motley Crue. He wanted to name it. Christmas. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And and better than that. Who's better than that? That's bad. That's bad. I mean, what are you thinking? Christmas for a heavy metal band? I mean, that's just... That's as goofy as it comes. Now, here's this even worse. Vince, Vince Niels is even worse. Vince wanted to name the band that was going to take over heavy metal. He wanted yeah. to name the band Stop after the stop signs that he saw all around the city because he said, that's free advertising for our band. <laughs> so every time that they're pulled over, you know, they know, like, remember Vince's, uh, uh, you know, uh, 
deadly manslaughter crash that he walked away only doing like what 15 days of slap on the wrist in jail and paid a little bit of money you know to to you can remember him all the time now with that with that stuff so i mean that's just horrid but yeah that's what he wanted to name the band so look mick mars is to me is motley crew he's the identity of them it's like um frankenstein or you know dracula the of the horror world i mean those those the staples that's who you think of that's how you that's the Mount Rushmore, right? That's the same thing. Right. Mick, Mick is the Mount Rushmore of heavy metal. None of these other clowns are considered there. Uh, and that's the fact. And that's why they're so jealous. That's why everyone's so mad at me, because I'm exposing all this stuff for the whole, the whole world to see. And I'm having a fun time doing it. And I'm, I'm so glad everyone's come along for the ride and that so many tens of millions of people are, are able to experience this because uh, I was right all along. We've got another... And we've got another year coming up in 2024 that we're going to have all these crazy shenanigans all over again. They're going to tour again in America. So it's just, it's, it's, uh, the ride has only begun and it's going to get bumpier, trust me. It's going to sound like it's going to get fun, fun, fun. Well, you know, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, your Spotify uh, podcast titled Rock and Roll Death Brigade being on hiatus and when it's going to start up again. Before we get into that, I do want to say that it's strange to me that they, they didn't want Mick to have a solo album or do something when Tommy Witt did some crap and Nicky did 6 a.m. and Vince does his solo stuff, but it wasn't all right for Mick to do his stuff. That's what, I, that's what there's, another, there's another question in that for me. Why is it all right for the rest of the members of the band to do their side project and Mick couldn't? Well, I think another thing you have to look at is who's the real musician here. And so that's what's going on here. They didn't want that being exposed. And that's what's being exposed. Look, all Tommy does on his albums is sample. Right. That's all that rappers do is sample. There's no musicianship in that. Now, I am an expert. I am an expert in audio engineer. Uh, that there's Anybody who wants to step up is going to lose that battle quickly. This is what I've been doing for a long time. Um I, I know what I'm talking about when it comes to, to the production end of music. And that's what's been going on predominantly with Tommy's stuff. And a lot of stuff that you hear even with the Motley Crue, it's ghost players, it's ghost performers. Um, they're even using AI technology now. And that's believed to uh, be used now for the new Motley Crue album. And for a lot of different artists out there, it's not, it's not anything new. So the fact that Mick Mars, this 72-year-old guy, okay, who comes from the old school of rock and roll, the kind of guy that used to really literally get in a van and go all the way around the country, you know, playing the small city bars and, and clubs and whatnot before anybody knew who he was. And uh, and so this guy, uh, he, he's the one that had the know-how and the expertise to get to take to take Motley Crue to the top. And uh, that's where the jealousy lies. He's the real true musician. He's the one that everybody recognizes as the guy that can really play. And uh, and, th and they have. You know, look, Nikki Six could play at one point. Anybody who's, I've been in bands since I, I started a band the same year Motley Crue came out. My band Slave Labor in Los Angeles. So it's the same exact year they started. Okay. Um, right. I was thrown out of the band I started, but uh, shortly after. But um, I can tell you this, that, you know, a lot of these people, when they start out in, in the rock and roll game, they can play like a garage punk musician. Like, um, you know, they're very sloppy. They don't have much skill. They don't have. They don't understand a Plato metronome, and so right. that's the class that you got with 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 uh, Nikki and Tommy, 
and unfortunately, Mr. Neal as well. They're just not, they're just hacks. They're not any, anywhere near the level that Mick Mars is at musically as a musician. Um, and so that's where I believe the jealousy lies. And I think that I've shown that to everybody. And so that's, that's what's been so beautiful about all of this. And I, I, I know that I know Mick's happy about it um, because, you know, everybody was against him. And he's got somebody now with the metal den that has said, look, you know, we're, we're going to have his back on this. Uh, we're not going to let people smear his name and uh, besmirch the, you know, the great Motley Crue legacy like they want to do. They just, they want to, look, they've already taken their payout on, on the music. Okay. And so there's really, you know, now they've got, they're going to bring the fans other money with these ridiculous, uh, you know, karaoke concerts. And because that's essentially what they're doing, ladies and gentlemen. When you're watching one of these singers singing live, it's like karaoke. When you sing karaoke, you can still hear this. You can still hear slightly through the mix. You can still hear the vocals. Okay, that allows you to be able to, um, in terms of, and that's usually why you would have them have something in their ears so they can hear it, so they can hear those vocals. But they're singing over it. Uh, basically, the, the the what's coming through the PA is is a uh, is a backing track fed from directly from the production. It's a production stem from the actual studio album. Okay, and so they're what they're doing is they're singing lightly over it. While while they've got the uh, something in their ears that they can hear the actual mix, and that's just so they can match their their lip sync with that is how that works. And so they're generally when they're oh he's singing so and so singing yeah he's singing but he's singing lightly over it because uh, the microphone first of all is not turned on in that instance. Uh, and if it is, that's why they're singing lightly over the microphone so that it's not really catching too much of, of anything. And what's coming through the PA is what people generally are hearing. And so this is the normal practice uh, that's been going on for years. It's only really now being exposed by, uh, by myself. Um, I'm doing this on um, behalf of, of Mick Mars and, and all the real musicians out there who, who really have, uh, you know, put the effort into learning how to play their instruments. You know, Nikki Six, he's gotten away with with something here. It's it's pretty special, and there that's to be in, in some instances applauded, I guess, in some circles. But uh, you know, it the, the you know it, the the ruling is out now among the real true uh, heavy metal uh, fans, aficionados of of hard rock heavy metal music that. These guys are complete busters, complete clowns, like uh, Mick has said. And, and I really hope that not only that Mick's music vindicates, which I believe it will, him in the matter, showing everybody who the real musician in the band is, but also that, there, that he's allowed to have his stake back in the band now. There is a potential, if the court deemed it, uh, that he was uh, able to become what's called, uh, you know, he would be a majority shareholder after all the fraud and corruption that went on with this band last year to try to derail his legacy and ruin his name, right? By, and, and Nikki Six saying, we were not using backing tracks. Well, you, you are using backing tracks. And the rest of the industry knows that. So the bottom line is, is that there is the potential that Mick could gain control back 
get back into you know having a, um, a position in the band, which he does not have at this moment. That's what this litigation is about. They want him completely out. So that's a forcing out. That's not a that's not a what they painted everybody with, with in the start. Right. After I exposed it. And they took 11 more days after I put it out finally, and I gave everybody a name. You guys wanted a name. Well, I gave you a name, Jason Green. That's who dropped the, 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 the tip to me. So I gave her that. It still took six, 11 more days to put out via variety. <laughs> that tells you how big it was, the story had gotten. Though they were trying to sell tickets to the shows, to the world, to the, world, uh, you know, to, to, to the shows all across uh, uh, overseas. And so that's what it was. He waited 11 days. So he's still trying to ring this. He's not telling anybody that mix out or any uh, uh, officially. They're believing they're believing six still. So they're all buying the tickets. And they found out, like I said, that I was right. Mick was out. And as I said, to everybody from back then, that there was a reason why it was happened. It wasn't Mick's back necessarily that, oh, I've got to retire. My back is so bad. Yes, Mick does not want to tour long, heavy tours. He's 72 years of age. He doesn't want to play just every single, you know, place that's around. He's he's willing, and he has said this with the, the in support of this uh, debut solo album. He's going to do some, uh, if the fans want him to, some one-off shows at some historic venues. Now that would be really cool. Um, that's that's all that's all that I wanted really in, in the Pantera situation as well. I wanted a one-off event, then playing a gig with some special guests. And this thing blew up, and now they're trying to make Pantera a permanent band again. And so, <laughs> yeah, that's well, a whole other uh, story. We'll get into that sometime next year. <laughs> sounds good to me, brother. I'm definitely going to find that out. we got a couple more minutes left, so let's talk about uh, the Rock and Roll Death Brigade, when it will start back up again. Plus, let's talk about uh, where the best spots online for everything to stay updated with your work and I'll be back uh, with my podcast after the new year. I'll be back, and fans can listen to all the uh, the past uh, episodes are for free. There's only one that's paid now uh, that was from the ha- Halloween show. That was the last uh, one that I did, and uh, so I did a special show, and that was a paid a paid uh, one. Now, there's a subscription on my websites um, for randyrocketcody.com and melden.com. And I've reduced them. Uh, actually, on the Randy Rocket Cody, it's still $9.99 a month for unlimited posts. On themelden.com, it's now $4.99 a month. And if you just want to pay for one article, it's $1. So I think that's pretty genius. Yeah, I think it's good. Uh, it's been having a lot better response. And so, uh, again, I'm the first guy in the industry to do this, to monetize the, the, the articles on the site. Uh, in the rock and roll game. So, yeah, of course, everyone's pissed off at me, says I'm a jerk, like they always do. Um, this is the way of the future. You know, a lot of these, you go try to go use any news sites online now, uh, and they're yeah. gonna, they ask, right, for a subscription after you try to read just a paragraph or whatnot. So I give you, a, you can read the several articles for free. Uh, I believe it's three. And uh, before you're, you're, sh- you're cut off, and, you know, and then you've got to pay for the subscription. But really do appreciate everyone's support on that. Of course, as I said, I, you know, that's for the premium content. I'm still marking stuff free to read all the time on the Metal Den site and, and Randy Rocket Cody. It's not all premium quality. It's, 
when you go to use Spotify, it's the same thing. You can get Spotify premium and you don't have the, the commercials, right? Right. Same thing. So that this, you know, you're getting the premium content you get access to uh, for that for that amount, but you're still getting a ton. Any, you're still getting, if you're not paying for any, any subscription, you can still access the site. You can still use it and read uh, posts on there. But this is the way of the future. And, uh, you know, with the way that they're doing things on Meta and allowing uh, independent uh, content uh, providers, influencers, people like myself who are not backed by corporate entities, um, it's really awesome because it's giving us, you know, a fighting chance to, to be able to get, you know, when I'm doing it, able to do 30 million impressions by myself, just one dude with a, with, with a, with a heavy metal website uh, and not paying for any advertising. And I've only got 6,000 followers on the page and I'm doing 30 million impressions. I mean, that's just unheard of. I'm a, I'm frightened to see what the, what the number is going to be like next year when I've got, you know, <laughs> double that or 20,000. I mean, it's like, so thank you so much to everybody who's been, you know, I see what it's, it's folks are sharing these posts that I'm putting out. And that's really what the difference maker is. And so they're the real true rock stars. They're the true superstars in my eye, in my eyes, because they are the ones who, when they read it, they share it. And so that when you share it, and I've seen 2,000, 1,500, whatever person, people on each post for these different Motley Crew posts, that's what's getting these posts seen. And so thank you so much for sharing, whether it's on the Facebook, on Twitter, uh, TikTok, I'm all over the place. And so uh, we're only talking about the Facebook numbers, but uh, at the end of the year, I'll release a total numbers for everything and uh, give everybody a better idea how big it is. But I can tell you right now that it's, it's over a hundred million views just on the Facebook for TMD for uh, impressions just on the TMD Facebook uh, over the whole year of the 12 months. That is what it's, it's targeting. That is so awesome. That is so awesome. Well, brother, it's been an honor once again to have you here. I'm glad to be able to talk about all of this with you. Uh, everything keeping going up and up and up in 2024 looking right future and, and everything, and I know you got a lot of big plans for 2024, so we do appreciate that and, and, and everything that you do for the metal community. And we appreciate you being on the show here. It's always fun having you talk about all the different stories and the different things, and especially with us being able to do just take some time out on the show and, and make fun of Motley Crue at times and, and tell the truth. So, so I think, yeah, thank you. So, I thank you so much for that last part there because that's really how I've approached it. I think why people like what I do so much is because I have a sense of humor, and mm-hmm. I'm not just you know this cookie cutter website that is trying to play it safe all the time. You know, I I I, I get in trouble for a reason uh, because that's you know what leads to the fun um, for me, and so that's people like that danger people like rock and roll that's that's heavy metal and so that's what the metal band brings to the brings to the table and i think that that's what um i think it inspires people i think it 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 angers people people are uh taken aback by my approach uh but look it's worked exactly well randy it's been it's been awesome to have you here hope you have a great christmas I know you're going to try to get things set up to where you can have uh, almost the month of December off. I know you got a lot of stuff still going on the site, but we appreciate you being with us and everything, and we hope to talk to you soon. All right, brother. Thank you so much, and y'all can follow me on uh, Twitter, Rocket Metal Dan, 
And on Facebook, Randy Rocket Cody, of course, you type in the search window of the Metal Den, uh, you can find the Metal Den's uh, Facebook page.
There has always been a certain level of drama surrounding Motley Crue. However, this may just take the cake. Now, as many of you may know by now, Motley Crue's legendary drummer Tommy Lee broke four of his ribs just before the beginning of Motley Crue's absolutely epic The Stadium Tour, with some ticket packages costing upwards of $4,299. This tour was meant to be a massive, massive comeback for Motley Crue following their previous breakup as well as multiple years of delays due to world events. On the first show of the tour, Lee would play a couple of songs at the beginning of the band's performance. However, he would later let the audience know that he had broken his ribs and that Tommy Clefettos would be filling in for the rest of the performance. Lee, however, did not disclose exactly how he broke his ribs. And the alleged reason may shock you. Website TheMetalDen.com would report that they received a tip as to how exactly Tommy broke his ribs. A source close to the band would report that a fight broke out during the band's final day of rehearsal between Tommy Lee and Vince Neil. A fight that would ultimately, allegedly, cause the injury to Lee. The anonymous source would report, quote, Tommy was making jokes about Vince's weight problem, and he just kept calling the singer derogatory names like Fat Boy and Vince Neil during band practice, escalating to a big confrontation between the two. Prior to the beginning of the tour, Vince Neil was under immense scrutiny regarding his poor physical condition, which ultimately meant that his singing was not up to par where it should be for shows of this caliber. However, it was later reported that Vince Neil would be getting into the best shape of his life with a revolutionary fat burning and muscle building device. Now, it's understandable that a vocalist's voice ages, it changes with time, and ultimately the performance of that voice declines. However, like I mentioned before, when you're paying over $4,000 for a wild side ultimate package for the tour, fans would want to see Vince Neil in tip top shape. Apparently, Tommy Lee did not think that Vince had put in the time and effort necessary to go on this tour. He voiced his grievances and ultimately paid the price. <laughs>